Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. Today we're going to be uh, reading from Luke 24 and thinking a bit about the resurrection and what that means and what that means for us today. Um, But before we do, we're going to watch a short video. A new life from the most impossible place, a grave. Nonetheless, he's here. Impossible. Yesterday, what looked like his failure was literally set in stone. But this morning, that stone is no longer where it was, and everything has changed. Everything has changed. The enemy has been beaten, crushed, really. The celebration of what he pulled off Friday, it's over. How did this happen? He was lost, but now he's here, right in front of me. I didn't know it was him. Who would? But if it is, if it's him, it changes everything. It changes who I thought he was. It changes who I thought the enemy was. It changes me. He is risen. He is risen. Now, I wonder if some of us don't really feel or believe that Jesus is alive and this whole concept of Easter is a little bit weird for you. That some of us, we know Jesus, we've accepted Jesus, but we don't think that anything has really changed in our lives. We feel our lives are the same as they were. Maybe some of us, we know what it's like to not be believed or taken seriously. And some of us maybe feel that actually Jesus' love isn't for us. Or we've forgotten Jesus' words to us, that he loves us. The resurrection is God's way of saying that Jesus is alive. That his words are true and can be trusted. And that Jesus' love is for all of us. Jesus' resurrection changed everything. So we're going to read now from Luke 24. So if you don't have your Bibles, don't worry, the words will appear up on the screen. So starting at verse 1, it says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly Two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, they bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, 
wondering to himself what had happened. Now, over these past few weeks, we've been doing a series on One Big Weekend. And two weeks ago, we heard from Ben. And he reminded us that Jesus chose to allow himself to be killed by crucifixion. He had the power to take himself off that cross. But the most precious thing to Jesus wasn't his power, but his endless love and generosity to us. Last week, we heard from Esther, and we were thinking about that Saturday And she reminded us that when God is silent, that doesn't mean that he is absent. She helped us to think about what Jesus' followers might have been thinking and feeling on the Saturday after Jesus' death. They didn't know exactly how long they would have to wait until Jesus' words, that he would rise again, would come true. But the resurrection, that means that Jesus is alive And I want us to just think a little bit about how we might feel if we were in the situation of Mary, Mary and Joanna. So imagine that you saw someone you loved buried. They were lowered into that grave and they were covered over. Yet, when you return two days later to lay some flowers or just be, the grave is empty. What would you think? How would you feel? Imagine that two people suddenly appeared wearing clothes that gleamed like lightning. How would you feel? What would you think if you heard their words? Why do you look for the living among the dead? He has come back from the dead. Are you joking? Just as Jesus' followers had seen Jesus very much dead, they then saw him very much alive on that third day, Easter day. Jesus is alive. But what does this word resurrection really mean? It quite literally means to rise again or to come back from the dead. But there's two ways that we can come back from the dead. There's resuscitation and there's resurrection. And in Jesus' ministry, if we read the Gospels, the stories about the life of Jesus, there's at least three accounts of where Jesus brought people back from the dead. But this is thought of as resuscitation. So what's the difference? Now there's quite a smart guy by the name of Marcus Borg, and he distinguishes between the two. And he says that resuscitation is when someone that has been dead, or presumed dead, comes back to life but to the life that he or she had before. So resuscitation is continuing your previous way of life. Now, obviously, there is a bit of a caveat in that, and that depending on the reason that that person was presumed dead in the first place, their life may not be exactly the same. But what he's getting at is that generally the heart, or the way we think and act, may not be any different when we are resuscitated. But resurrection, on the other hand in a first century Jewish and Christian context, does not mean continuing with your previous way of life, but entry into a new kind of living. We don't know exactly what this might look like, but it's obviously a way of life that is completely different to the life that we lived before. So what does that mean for us? Well, when we accept Jesus into our lives, he then lives within us. We are resurrected. We are given new hearts. We come into a new existence. 
We are reborn and we have the chance to live a different way of life, a life that resembles Jesus' life. But I doubt any of us here are really at risk of crucifixion. Just depends which country we go to. And my life now, to share a little bit of my own story, is completely different to when I first started coming back to church 11 years ago. I remember when I turned up at Ebby and I met with Jesus for the first time, that I could feel my heart starting to change quite instantly, actually. I'm definitely a lot more peaceful, and that's something that I remember my mum said to me when she saw me not long having accepted Jesus back, and she pointed out, she said, Esther, you're a lot less angry. You're a lot more peaceful. And some people here may not know that I used to struggle a lot with anger, actually. I used to get angry at quite a lot of things. It didn't take a lot to set me off and react in anger as well. Whereas now, I don't generally get bothered by a lot of things in that angry sense because I know Jesus has changed my heart, meaning that I am a lot calmer and more peaceful. I know I think differently. I act differently. I see and I hear things differently. My heart now is to fight against injustice. I work with ex-offenders to support them in changing their lives, and there was absolutely no way that 11 years ago I had a heart to do that at all. It wasn't even on my radar. I'm less selfish, and I say less because I'm still quite selfish, but I'm definitely a little bit less selfish than 11 years ago. (laughs) I'd say I'm more joyful. I'm more emotionally vulnerable, which is really scary but I know that's something that Jesus is working in me. I'm more generous. Again, probably don't test that on me too much. This is a process we're going through. And I'm a lot more hopeful. And there are so many changes. I could keep listing them, to be honest, but we haven't got all day. We want to get back in that sunshine. But I'm not Jesus, and I'm nowhere near perfect. But I know, and I can testify, that when I welcomed Jesus back in, he changed my heart. And he continues to change it because Jesus lives in it, because Jesus is alive. But also what we know from the resurrection is it is for everyone. There's not just a set group of people that Jesus came back to life for. So let's imagine again that we are back at our gravesite. Imagine you were planning to tell your friends what you had seen. An empty grave, two people with clothes that gleamed, who told you that your friend had risen. What if you were someone who wasn't readily believed? What if you're a bit of a practical joker and you like to play these jokes on your friends, but suddenly you're faced with a situation where this is real and you are the one who has to go and tell your friends that your friend has come back from the dead? What if they don't believe you? You know you have to tell them. In the Gospel of Matthew, another of the books that says about Jesus' life, it says that Jesus himself instructed the women to share that news with the other disciples. What would you do? So we read in our passage that the first people to find out that Jesus had risen was Mary, Mary and Joanna. And they went and they told the disciples. And the response, it wasn't, Amazing, that's great. Verse 11 says, But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Jesus coming back from the dead, but that's ridiculous. 
And in that culture, women's testimonies weren't readily believed. Yet Jesus chose to appear to the women first. The idea of the resurrection was ridiculous. But so was believing a woman. But they were telling the truth. And when we read about the life of Jesus and we see who he was ministering to, we read that he ministered to everyone, to women, to widows, to children, the sick, the poor, criminals, to everyone, all of those who were on the edge of society. Jesus gave them his time and he loved them. Now, even though Jesus is alive and he tells us that he loves and forgives us, it's really easy to forget that. During his life, again, we can read this in the book of Matthew, Jesus predicted his death and resurrection three times. Now, personally, I'm, I'd like to think that's not something I'd forget if someone told me that they were going to die and be risen again on the third day, especially if they were a close friend. However, when we read in the passage, the people that forgot Jesus' words were Joanna, Mary, Mary, Peter, and the other disciples. And these were people that spent loads of time with Jesus. Yet even they forgot his words. We read that even Peter went to check out the tomb. And then he left a bit confused. I've got to imagining that he was kind of scratching his head as he was wandering, walking away, wondering what had happened. But Jesus' words are true. We can trust them and we can trust him. He died and rose again for all of us, no matter what we've done or what we're going through. Through the resurrection, a new power was released into the world. This power was love, and this love was and is Jesus. Jesus came to remake what was broken, to heal what was diseased, and to restore what was lost. He came to show all of us that he loves us. So what does that mean for us today? Now maybe someone sat here today and they don't know Jesus, but you want to know a little bit more about this man who we say came back from the dead. I would encourage you to talk to this person you came with or talk to someone that you've seen up here and just, yeah, have a little chat. And if you want to know more, you can grab one of these Why Jesus books that are at the back there. Maybe you're here and you kind of, you've known a bit more about Jesus and you feel you're ready to accept him into your life. You're ready to follow him, to be resurrected, to have your heart changed. Again, come and speak with someone who you've seen at the front or someone you've come with and just let us pray with you. But maybe you've known Jesus for a while and maybe God is calling you to step out for him, to tell your story, to share what you've seen. And maybe you're worried that your words will seem like nonsense to people and they won't believe you. I feel that Jesus is asking, will you step out for me today? Jesus is alive. He rose for all of us and his words are true and we can trust him. And just to close and before we um, just end in worship, as I was preparing this I felt God really wanted me to share about my anger that I used to have and I just felt that maybe there's someone here or some people here that 
Anger is something that they struggle with. And it's something that God wants to take from you. He wants to give you a peaceful heart. And again, if you want prayer for that, I would love to pray with you. So just come and find me at the end or ask someone else to pray with you.